Welcome to episode 1.5 of the Politipop Podcast, where we take all of your favorite pop culture media and discuss the political and social themes within. Last time on part one of this episode, we introduced the who and why of this podcast, who we are and why we're doing it. We discussed the 2016 election, of course, because who couldn't? We discussed uh, Dave Chappelle's Saturday Night Live uh, monologue at the beginning and gave a little breakdown of it, which we'll be continuing uh, doing in part 1.5. Uh, we also discussed the epic street racing that happens outside our recording studio. We discussed the arguments of uh, both Black and Blue Lives Matter. We discussed uh, the different kinds of alcohol we've been drinking and the IKEA chairs that we were sitting on. Uh, we also discussed uh, the, the danger of fake news sources. We discussed the danger of blind followers uh, on certain movements and certain leaders. And, of course, we discussed member berries. So if you haven't listened to part one of this episode yet, please make sure that you give that a listen. And if you have, stay tuned for part 1.5, the final conclusion of the Politipop Podcast's first episode. Three, two, one... Speaking of that you saw him, uh, it was today or yesterday. Fidel Castro died. Yes, yes, I did. And see that. Uh, Barack Obama had a great paragraph about Fidel Castro. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw it. I did read it. And then you saw Donald Trump tweet. Fidel Castro is dead! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! <laughs> he is exclaiming it. Fidel but, Castro is dead! Like he's screaming from the top of the mountain. Yep. Yeah, like he's uh, uh, on Titanic. I'm king of the world. <laughs> like how? Why? This is my future president. I don't care if you disagree with them or not. You know, foreign policy is important. You have to be civil. Obama didn't go on Twitter and tweet Osama's dead with three exclamation points when we got him. He came out there and he held a press conference and talked about it and was a professional about it. And then I have my president-elect exclaiming, Fidel is dead, and then I have his followers going out and be like, yeah, now we gotta get the rest of them. Who, who is the rest of Wait, them? you saw someone say that? Yeah, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter, it's get on the Get the Reddit. rest of Cubans? What is it? No, just the rest of them, and then there are just 5,000 What likes. does that even mean? Like, you gotta get the rest of them, and they're like, yeah, make America great again, you know, uh, quicker than before and under budget, and, you know, people are like, oh, Trump's president, you know, he, he got, and there are people out there like, he got Fidel, I'm like, you got some but, you know, there are people out there that because he said something, they're rallying behind him being happy that Fidel Castro is dead. That, yeah, we're going to get the rest of them. Who's the rest of them? It's, yeah, and then it's that's, ridiculous. That's the same where people are going to take this man as the word of God. And he's going to be like, all right, guys, listen, uh, you know, we got to get rid of welfare. Yeah, get all the black people out. They're the ones on welfare. Like, that's what they think. Despite the majority of welfare recipients are white and so. it's just you know if this man says something i'm very afraid people are going to go out there and just believe it's true and go out there and do it and it the, the only thing that scares you is it started with grabbing women like it's sort of at the like mm-hmm. a point where you're like that's not okay and then it'll escalate to 
start lynching people. Yeah, exactly. And you know that. And there are people who are like, "Oh, that won't happen." But guess what? You've never experienced it. We're not that far off. We're we're less than a hundred years. years. Yeah, from from when you know when people would get get together in the park, beat a black man unconscious, uh, you know, uh, castrate him while he was still alive, hang him, burn him, and people would take pictures. People would make a picnic out of it. Imagine if Twitter was on back then. Yeah, dude, that would be terrible. But also, it would be great because. You know, ten years later, when someone's running for office, you could be like, "Yeah, I kind of saw you at that black man <laughs> that was burning." You? Yeah, I said like, that was Burning Man. <laughs> I saw you at, at, at Black Burning Man. You know, ten years ago, you were having a picnic with your fucking tuna salad sandwich, bro. But that, that tuna on rye is the best sandwich. Tuna on rye is the best. Uh, but then that's also like I feel like that's also a rally card for the other side. Like, yes, this man, he was there. He was there. He got the black man. We need to vote for him. So everything, everything is like, not to say so binary, but everything is an opposite and everything that, you That's know. very true. They're like, yeah, he was the man. He was there. He did it. He got him. He That, that man didn't do anything, but he got him. But he was there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, what else did I have here? And then two two other things I want to Please really do. bring up. Yes. Uh, something that the media hasn't brought up yet. We just elected the oldest president ever in the history of the United States. How old is Obama? Obama's like in his 50s or something. I, look to it put anymore, it in perspective, I think I brought this up to you before. Donald Trump is as old now as George uh, W. Bush is. George now. W. Bush is 70 now. Donald Trump is 70 now. We elected George W. Bush when he was 54. <sighs> and we just elected a 70-year-old president. This man is going to be 74 by the time his first four years are up. Yeah, Seventy-eight, I, possibly, if he gets a second term. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, I think he's in for a rude awakening too. I mean, obviously, the and then also going back to Chappelle, uh, he talks about when uh, president-elect and current president had their first meeting, and he brings him in, and he's like, uh, "You haven't even met the aliens yet." Like that's the moment <laughs> that scares me. Like, what if there's something that we've always thought was true, and then. You know, we've never had confirmation, and then Donald Trump just blurts it out. Like, what if half the population is aliens? Like, something ridiculous like that. <laughs> like, what if we are in cahoots with another country? Like, well, you never we... know. There could, you know, people that are under um, witness protection. Mm-hmm. You know, one night he, you know, he's up at 3 a.m., and he gets pissed, and he's like, oh, this person's living in Australia. They sold yeah. out America. You know, like... Something like that. It was just like, yeah, Donald, you mm-hmm. haven't even met the aliens yet. And I'm like... I would, I, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's a lot. And when you look at Obama in his first four years, the man has the weight of the world on his shoulders. He went from being a young, hip dude to, like, death. Especially the first two when he didn't have um, either the House or the Senate. He didn't have one of them. He didn't get control until year two, and then he had it again. He, had it, he didn't have it for one and two. He had it for three and four. He had it for five and six when... when um, the Affordable Care Act got passed, and then he lost it for seven and eight. So he hasn't had the House or the Senate for the last two years. So he really can't do anything. Hmm. And now Trump has the House and the Senate, and potentially the Supreme Court, depending on who he nominates. And that and that's something that we can actually talk about a little bit later later on uh, toward the end of this too. Yeah. Uh, what else did you want to bring up? Uh, that was really it for me. I really feel like the first that uh, you know the first two major, um, I guess like pop culture events that happened were Chappelle on SNL and the South Park episode, but that's really been, they've been political for like, South Park's been political for the first six weeks of this election going into it, they had stuff. I'm going to say quote political because I think that they've been dropping the ball this season. 
with a lot of with a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they've been much more conscious uh, in in prior seasons, well, and I, that they've been kind of lazy here. I feel or, like Mr. Garrison's portrayal of Donald Trump is spot on what is happening right now. This is yes. a man that's like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna say things, and things are gonna happen. And I'm going to yes. scream and great. We're going to make America great again. I'm using my hands to talk. I'm going to be, yeah. you know, this. And then he gets in office and he's like, I pooped. Yeah, he's like, what am I going to do? Like, what is this? And especially, right. back to that again, uh, Melania said she's going to stay in New York with Barron, which I thought was interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, this is this is more about Chappelle and less yeah, about... That, and we but, talked a lot about Trump, but in relation to yeah. Chappelle... You know, we could save the talk about all the tax dollars it's costing yeah. New York every single day. You know, we could save that for a little later on. Uh, but but yeah, that, that, that was pretty much the Chappelle. We talked about the skit. The other skit wasn't political at all, but that was just amazing. The Negan when, one? Yeah, when you brought the Negan one in. Who, I was talking to someone. I was like, they should have had a Wayne Brady actually be Negan. Oh, my God. And that God. would have been amazing. That would have been so perfect. That, yeah, I think it was so short notice. Like, if that was on Chappelle's show, I could totally see Wayne Brady uh, oh, being totally Negan. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so, some things I wanted to uh, to bring up. All right, so he mentioned, oh, white people are rioting, caused $1 million in damage, and, you know, black people are like, amateurs, <laughs> you know, because they're rioting all the... Well, I don't want to say they're rioting all the time, but historically, you know, there's been more black protests and riots, especially in recent years. Uh, I think that the reason now is, and like I said it before, is because a lot of the minorities affected are also white. I think now, guess what? They have some skin in the game, mm-hmm. and they're not sure yeah. how to believe this. You know, like there's, of course, you have the Westboro Baptist Church, who are very anti-LGBT, um, and I wouldn't be able to know as a gay person or as a black person what it's like that it's still lawful. I mean, I know freedom of speech is freedom of speech. It's still lawful for Westboro to exist. It's still lawful for the KKK to exist, and you know those organizations that. Rather than standing for something, they are just very anti-something. They're anti- and if I were one of those minorities, they're anti-me. I don't know. How, how do you stand by a country that allows that? Well, they're, again, they're only relevant because of social media. Like, the reason they were relevant back when they were, because they would go out in person and do it, you know, make the, the drastic actions that they did. And mm-hmm. I think we're in a time where they wouldn't make those actions now if, if you know... There was no social media to get their message out. I don't think they would be out, you know, because it stopped. Like, there was a point where... Westboro is not big now. Yeah. But the, I haven't heard anything about it. But even, like, going back, like, um, again, we like bringing up references here. I'm bringing up old ones. But uh, remember, the, remember the Titans? Yes. Uh, where uh, Denzel Washington's character is in a predominantly white state. And he just gets pelted with, with stuff. They throw bricks. They burn stuff. All that stuff. There was a time when that was happening. And then it wasn't. And then no one really talked about the KKK because they just took out, like, ads in, like, the local paper and Mm -hmm. tried to do that. And then social media came along where, you know, stuff like Twitter and MySpace and Facebook where that stuff where you just do one search and it's right there. Yes. For anyone to access anywhere in the world, Mm -hmm. which is kind of whatever. And and stuff's going to exist. And that brings down a whole thing of censorship. Like, do you really want to censor what these people have to say, even though you disagree with it? And there are people that do agree with it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's such a rough call, you know, and even I'm torn between because one part of me says, if they're allowed to say what they, what they say, then guess what? They're out in the open and you know, the monsters that these people are. Okay. You know, that one woman got, uh, got fired from her job for saying Michelle Obama looks like an ape in heels. 
To be fair, she worked for like the government though. She was like a yes. mayor or something. Like that that's something you shouldn't say. And again, that's something you know, Fidel Castro's dead, exclamation point. This person looks like a a uh, an ape in heels. Um president elect making fun of the um the um the reporter that had um, Oh the reporter that had a disability. Yeah. yeah. The reporter that had a disability. How is like how does it keep going? And it's just some people brush it off. It depends on who's saying it and who's reporting it. Where is that? I mean, there's also, you know, I was listening to some stuff today. You know, he had his feud with John Stewart, and he said, "Oh, you know, Jonathan Leibowitz," and he called him out by his traditional name, which might have just been him telling John Stewart, "Hey, listen, you know, you can't hide." Blah blah blah. But guess what? There's totally white supremacists who are like, "Yeah, you can't hide, Jew. Jew. You freaking Jew. We're coming after you <laughs> now." Like, you know, oh yeah, Donald Trump is an anti-Semite, just like me. You know, like, it's, 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 it's dangerous to have someone at the helm like that, um, publicly. Is Obama perfect? No. No. And I'm going to get to that in a little bit, too, actually. A little bit. We got to, we got to pound through, like, an hour and a half into this. Oh, well, you know, we could always split it up, or yeah, people could, can listen to the whole thing. I'm doing an intro to the other one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how much driving and traveling you do. But I've listened to podcasts. I two-hour commute to work for the longest. Day. Yeah, for the hours for back. the longest times. You know. Um, all right, so let's really quick. Uh, I know you had a note about Kaepernick. Okay. Chappelle said he wanted to take a knee like Kaepernick and so let y'all good. work this out. So good, such a good line. Like I don't know, like just like it, it's such a good line for what exactly is going on like right now mm-hmm. in uh, in stuff like that. Like Kaepernick, like I know it's different. Like Kaepernick took a knee to you know take a stand. Yeah. And, you know, Dave Chappelle was just like, listen, I'm going to sit this one out and, you know, not be a part of this, which is fine. You can do that. But subtly, if, if you want to make that, that relation here, Chappelle subtly had his, had his whole wardrobe to represent mm-hmm. something. Kaepernick didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people call that slacktivism. Okay, he took a knee, he sat down, but it spoke volumes. So do you think that means that he might be quiet, but, but still try to speaking. send a message? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think that's what it means, or am I looking into it too much? You might be looking into it too much. Just, <laughs> that's <know>. fair. <laughs> I mean, it's also it's really hard to say when when uh, Chappelle is saying stuff to be funny, and you don't exactly know what exactly he's just trying to say to get a joke, and what he's actually saying to be true. And I believe Chappelle says stuff to be true and funny at the when same set time. Like that, you, yeah. You know, you have to put in some laughs, right? Yeah. But but just like you know, you could say something that's funny that you don't actually believe in. You know, you just want to say it because it's funny. Like that's true. I've been there. That's true. Uh, another thing he talked about the shootings, and he talked about um, uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my notes too. This is so good. You can't, can't even say it because it's that funny. It was, I, I don't have his timing or his delivery. Uh, but the the gist of it is, he says that uh, that what happened was, uh, you know, there's people say ISIS was responsible for that because a man said that he pledged allegiance to ISIS before he did this uh, the shooting, this horrific act at Pulse nightclub, and um, and and then he died. And uh, I, I, I heard that ISIS actually posthumously accepted him. Yeah, because that's just like you... Yeah, but that's like, you know, you posthumously accept anything. Like, well, like that's so dumb. I, I, the, thing, I, the thing about ISIS is they are like... They're like that fucking kid that you worked with in the group project that's going to take credit for yeah. all the great stuff you did. 
You know, they. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a hurricane happened and ISIS was like, yes, that was us. You know what I mean? Actually, some a lot of them have British accents. I've heard that's a lot. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, they're like, yeah, we accept it. But it's just like anything where it's like, yeah, well, that agrees with us. Well, we'll take it. Like, we really can't say no. Well, well, yeah, but the thing is they can and they accepted them too soon because ISIS itself is very anti-gay, is very, is very uh, hateful and homophobic. Uh, and it turned out that this guy himself was in the closet, that he was gay. And, and Chappelle was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of deep cover. going to have to jack off some guys to throw them off a, the set. Get a grinder account, you know, jerk off a few dudes. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, that, I mean, it's something that I, that I was working on putting into a set a little while ago, but it was very raw. And I don't think that I... Had the know, delivery. Yeah, I don't have the delivery that, that Dave that Chappelle, Chappelle does. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so, I... What? I'm just thinking about the Wu-Tang. Oh yeah, and yeah. He said that he goes. You know, I can't. You know, I can't be about. What was it about to have sex? Right. He goes. He goes I can't about to be in bed with a girl and just scream Wu Tang. Yeah, and that means he's a part of the Wu Tang clan. I think. I feel like they were they were smacking themselves upside the head at ISIS headquarters, yeah. and they were like, "Damn it, he's gay." <laughs> like this is why I told you we should have a probationary period. Okay, <laughs> three months to do a background check, and then if it turns out he's not gay, then we take him in. More background check for a job than there was to join ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, um, and they accept. <laughs> I mean, there are some there are some people that won't hire you if you're gay, and yet ISIS, you know, they 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 took this dude in posthumously. Just scream Wu Tang, and you're in. Um, Chappelle talks about Harambe, and you know they says, "Oh, at Cincinnati Zoo, they said, oh, this is going to be one of the." It the, was the, the hardest decision yeah, they ever. Th- had. This was the hardest decision we ever had to make. He goes, "Yeah, you're going to see a lot of black people walking around in gorilla costumes now." Why do you think he said that? I have my take. I want to hear yours. Oh, because that means the, the, the black people aren't going to get shot just for walking around and being outside. Like you know, if they have a hard time, if they have a harder time shooting a gorilla than they do someone in the streets or. You know, a civilian, some, a yeah. civilian, or someone that they're pulling over, or someone that even actually has a gun pulled on them. Mm-hmm. That you know, I get it. There was a kid in there that is someone's kid. You know, whatever happens. Well, the gorilla was actually doing something. You know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not a gorilla. I don't know what the gorilla was trying to do. That's very true. We can't go around. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know. I only need our gorilla fan base. But, I mean, <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know what the gorilla was doing. Obviously, should they? You know, I, I'm not a no um, whatever. Zoologist, or zoologist, anything. like yeah, I don't, don't study, study gorillas. I don't know how much tranquilizer you need to put into a gorilla to calm it down, or even if the tranquilizer would work. That's not my field of study. I just think that you know, saying that if that is what he said, that that was the hardest decision they've ever made. They're just going to be, you know, people would feel safer in a gorilla costume yeah. than they would being black. Yes, I, I, that's that's pretty much what I got from it. My outlook on the whole Harambe fiasco was. Uh, I mean, you ought to be, people were coming out being like, oh, there shouldn't even be any zoos in the first place. This never would have happened. There are people condemning the mom who had like three or four other kids with her. They're, you know, the, you know, my thing is that, yeah, you know, it's a tragedy. You know, the gorilla looked like it was taking a protective stance, but it was also dragging the kid all around the place. Uh, you know, it's a shame that the gorilla had to be killed. Would they have ever been in a situation if Harambe wasn't even in the zoo? No, uh, but if it was my kid, fucking nuke the gorilla, okay? <laughs> nuke, I don't care if it kills my kid, too. I, I just nuke the gorilla, okay? Uh, if it's my kid, that, that that's that's it, go, all right? Go to Modern Warfare 2, get the 25 kill streak, get the nuke, takes call too it long. out on the gorilla. Takes too long. Takes too long. Would, too long. No, Have you seen cops these days? They can get a 25 kill streak like that. <laughs> just center of the Apollo Theater. That's uh, it. It's done. Sheesh. Um, yeah, and, uh, 
you know, and you said that they, they may feel safer dressing up as a gorilla, but maybe safer being an animal, you know, because when people see animal okay. cruelty, that, that's, that, that gets your heartstrings. When people see someone shot down of a different color, they mm-hmm. think, well, they must have done something to mm-hmm. deserve it. Oh, wow. That's a... You know? Nobody ever thinks, oh, well, that puppy did something to deserve being neglected. Puppers. You know? <laughs> Maybe if when they read out stories about black people being shot, uh, not just by the police, but by anyone, you know, Trayvon was yeah. by someone else. Recently, James Means. Mm-hmm. And, did you hear about that? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, you know, he was shot by like a 65-year-old guy. Um you know, maybe if when they read the stories, you had in the arms of a of an angel playing in the background by Sarah McLaughlin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, make it happen. Um, all right. So he also, uh, you know, so he also talks about gentrification. Um, just a quick thing on that. He says, "Oh, his life is gentrified now because he he made money, and he has more white people moving into his life and more black people moving out of it." As he goes to do extravagant things like uh, hot air ballooning and stuff. Sorry, there's only room for four. That's hot air balloon. Ta-ta. Uh, do you think that class is a race all on its own? Um, I feel that money is a race all in all of its own. I really feel like the more money you have, the more you know deems who you hang out with because you don't. Do you want to keep bringing yourself down to hang out with you know? Dave Chappelle's got millions of dollars. The people he was hanging out with when he didn't have millions of dollars still don't have millions of dollars. And, you know, I just feel like you can start, you know, you start going to events and you start going to, um... You live to stuff. your lifestyle and now. That's another thing which you probably want to talk about what Dave Chappelle was talking about, um, going to the White House at the BET event and you saw, um, a bunch of black people and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and, you know, he didn't get into it, but I'm pretty sure all the people... All the black people at that event were rich black people. They mm-hmm. weren't bringing people from, you know, lower monetary statuses in life. They were all people that were famous with BET going to the White House. They weren't pulling people off the street saying, hey, guys, Dave Chappelle's going to be at the White House and Bradley Cooper. Let's get there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, even just on a personal level, I went from a couple years ago working at a Chinese restaurant, uh, which I, I wasn't exactly making minimum wage. I was making pretty okay money. Uh, but... You know, from, you know, eating out once a week or once every couple of weeks and, you know, going to a movie every once in a while. Like, you know, my girlfriend, she likes to go out and do stuff all the time. We went to a wine bar last night, Joe. You ever been to a wine bar? We got, I can't even tell you, man. We got we got two, two, uh, two samples of cheese and three samples of meat. $25 for all of that. Peeled almonds. You know what we could have done for 20 You know what we're doing for $25 after this? Taco Bell. Yeah, we're going to Taco Bell in the liquor store. Yeah, okay. Definitely for twenty five bucks, we're getting a bottle of wine, splitting that. I'm getting a burrito, probably some nachos too. That leaves like twelve bucks for you. We still good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. And uh, also not sponsored by Taco Bell, but hey, I'm encouraging it. I promote Taco Bell. I'll I'll promote Taco Bell. Um, That's a political stance. I'll take a wholeheartedly. Uh, You guys really, you gotta bring back the quesalupa though. If someone out there works at Taco Bell, quesalupa. There's a lot of shout-outs on this episode. You need, to, you need to bring that back. And we're not even at the shout-out portion of this episode. Yeah, we're not. Is, That's true. This is, pilot, this is probably pilot point. This is yeah. probably point half. There's like two of two of pilot. I really feel like this is going to be yeah. a, two, a two-parter. Yeah, this should be a two-parter. Um, all right, so we talked about that. Do you think that Chappelle might be pro-Trump because he's rich, following up on the whole gentrification of his lifestyle thing? 
goes back to not being pro-Trump, but just agreeing with part of what his political campaign is on, which again is a lot of the trip. Maybe again, I can't say a lot, but is what some people agree with. Some people do. Obviously, he thinks he's going to get tax breaks. That's great. I think I'm going to get tax breaks from Trump. That's great. Like that's the only thing I want out of this. We'll see if I get this next job and see if I move up in the just, tax bracket. Just you're not. You're still with me. <laughs> but just like the fact that I pay 31% of my income immediately goes to taxes. Then when I go to buy anything, I pay 8% tax. So right there, that's 39% of my income I don't even see. Uh, is, uh, I didn't really think about it is, like that. You're really bringing me down. Man. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do that. But that, that, that that's like a big thing for me for someone that is a single male. I pay rent. I pay bills. I eat Taco Bell every night. <laughs> I I need to support these habits. It's it's a bad time in my life. You need to support this lifestyle, right? But but it's just you know Chappelle agrees with it, and that's something he may not be excited for, but it's something he's like, okay, here's a bright spot. I'm gonna get a tax break. Um, does he obviously agree with the racism? No, maybe he does. He agreed with the grabbing the woman by the chops thing. I refuse to believe that <laughs> Chappelle agrees with that, but it's a, it was a good joke, yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't think it's he, he's pro-Trump. I think he's he's pro some Trump, um, stances. Yeah, it's gonna, uh, some of his policies are gonna help him out. Yeah. Um, okay, he also said, he, uh, he said, I think we're gonna miss Obama when he's gone. He said Obama did a good job. Um, I mean, overall, like you said, I haven't become that politically active until very recently, so I couldn't say whether or not Obama did a great job, Obama did a bad job. What I can say definitely is that, I mean, like all presidents, he's not perfect. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a Lupe Fiasco song. You remember when he said, oh, uh, Gaza Strip was getting bombed. Obama didn't say yeah. shit. That's why I didn't vote for him. Next one either. Yeah. I'm part of the problem. The problem is unpeaceful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely think, like, listen, you want to vote for a Republican candidate because they're like, oh, he's going to be tough. He's going to, uh, okay, that's, that was, that was not everyone that's Republican has, an, has a country accent. Uh, but to say, um, to say, oh, well, you know, they're going to be tough. They're, you know, we're going to go to war. We're going to, uh, you know, defend America, defend all of our rights, which for some reason we have to fight for <laughs> overseas. Uh, I think, guess what? With a Democrat, you're going to get war either way, right? You know, oh. we're still not out of that, what, 15-plus-year war right now. Okay, Obama's still responsible for drone strikes, and Hillary has some very hawkish stances, too. We would have gotten war either way. Don't worry, buddy. What did you want to say? I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's just, um, so, like, when you look back at Obama did a, a great job. I really like you look at it this way. People that cared about guns, you still got your guns. Mm -hmm. People that are part of the LGBT community, you guys have more rights than when you did when it started eight years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we pulled out of some wars. We got a lot of our troops back into America, which is great. That's amazing. Uh, just going to drip, drip, drip. Right now. <laughs> that is the pouring of uh, Serpent's Bite, apple cider flavored whiskey. <laughs> oh, 35% alcohol by volume. <laughs> Whoops. That explains a lot of my stumbling during this episode. Um, if I continue, Obama. Oh uh, no, yeah. I, like, did he do a good job? Yeah. And then just bringing up the Lupe Fiasco lyrics is, yeah, you're you're pointing out one thing Obama didn't talk about. Maybe that's not a priority. Maybe the fact that you know stuff you don't hear about, like in my profession, um, when nothing's broken, why do you need me? When everything is broken, I'm not doing my job, and that's like kind of how I feel about the president, like. You know, when everything's fine, why do we need this president? Or why... And then when something's broken, why isn't he doing something about it? Because he's preventing a lot of other bad stuff from happening. Like, yeah, you know, there's war. You know, Gaza Strip is getting bombed. Why? Do we have Americans there? Like, you know, not to be 
play both sides of the say coin. It, like, say it, go. But like to play both sides of the coin, maybe he's worrying about American interests, and that's a problem. The fact that America shouldn't play world police, mm-hmm. and you know that's a problem. No president is perfect, but there are priorities. Maybe he was preventing another terrorist attack. Maybe he was out there getting Osama. You know, maybe his priority was something else. And we only talk about the bad things when something is quote unquote broken, and then when everything seems fine, why do we need this person? Let's get someone else in here. Let's bring up a new topic that we can break and say they can do better. Yeah. And, I'll, you know, it's always easier to to criticize when you're not in the position, right? Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, and this is a, this is a firm stance that, I, that I'm standing on right now. Uh, right now, Obama's on his, his goodbye world tour where he's going around all these different countries saying goodbye and all this other stuff. <sighs> Listen, dude, like, I know you're at the end of your job and, you know, you just got out of a job recently, Joe. Uh but when when you're at the end of it, you're not sure the person taking after taking it after you is going to be up to par. You should really be tying up loose ends. You should be taking care of things. And if we're talking about people that say, "Put America first, the Standing Rock situation right now. How about we put the first Americans first? I mean, what what would you do there? What what is what is Obama going to do? What can he tangibly do as president of the United States? Congress, as far as I know, is not in session right now, so we cannot do anything there. Um. The Supreme Court is a eight-man thing, so if he tries to push anything through there, he will have a 100% push on any executive legislation that he tries to push through. He knows it, and people are going to complain. Why doesn't he get to stay in Iraq? What is he going to say? Motherfucker can stop there in, in a helicopter right now and be like, hey, hose me down. See what happens. And what is that going to do? You know what I mean? I, I, think, I think that it makes a statement that, you know, I feel he hasn't said one thing about it one way or the other. You know, I think that there's a lot of people that do feel disenfranchised. He, he and has I no mean, chips in there. I mean, he they has... always knew. They always knew that. They always thought that the government didn't care about them anyway. Look what got them into the situation they're in. But yeah, you're saying he has no chips. He he has he can't do anything. He's he lost. It's not like he still has power and he has the house and the senate. He doesn't have the house and the senate right now. He has nothing. He can't pass any legislation. He's, he's pushing to help protect uh, Planned Parenthood. Because that's that's something he can protect. The Republicans aren't going to care about Standing Rock. No, of Getting, course they're not. Planned Parenthood is something is something at a local level that he can that he can. Planned Parenthood is everywhere in the United States. That's something he can affect with his voice, with his actions. I understand Standing Rock is one place, but being completely honest with you, anything he does there is all talk. He can't do anything. If you're doing that to save face, then anything he says now isn't going to have my effective opinion on him. And it should no one should base their opinion on him either. He can't do anything. It's better off to just focus on other things that he can make a difference on. Would you rather him say that and not make a difference there or say other things and get things done? Well, if he can get things done, of course I'd rather have that. However, me being the layman assumes, just like a lot of other laymen, that, because he's not doing anything. that he is the president and he has unlimited power as the president i believe he can do anything no matter what he's emperor palpatine okay yes i do believe so i believe he could just you know stop in there and be like hey guys cut it out you know yes use his force lightning his baraka flocka lightning (laughs) (laughs) pop culture video that uh head of the state is gonna be my facebook status on january 19th oh jesus christ the last time the video is gonna be relevant that's true uh, all right. Uh, really quick, the Bradley Cooper thing. Do you think that that was a shot at Republicans? Because yes. they got all upset yep. at him being at the DNC, and they were like, "Wait, 
You're Chris Kyle. You can't be a Democrat. Yep. <laughs> I thought I thought that was so, so funny. funny. Bradley Cooper was there for some reason. <laughs> He's like, well, if you see um, uh, what's his face? Mike Pence posted a selfie of like the Republican uh, a, a party, and it's just of all white people. And then there's the one, one black dude. And the one black dude in the corner of the picture is like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> They're like, hey, we need you in here so we could say you're our one friend. Uh, now you know what? Let's let's just follow up on that. There's going to be one of our last points before uh, we close out the episode. And I destroy some Taco Bell. When uh, when when Dave says, "I think we should give him a chance," we just ask that he gives us a chance. Elaborate on it. Well, he's told, well, not he didn't say give us a chance as in us. He said the distant the disenfranchised people. Of America, so let's not. That's a very good distinction. That's let's, true. Let's not say give us a chance because we said, boom, boom. Uh, sorry, Vin Diesel is uh, re- rehearsing for the next Fast and Furious movie right outside of uh, our yeah. studio. Chappelle didn't say us. He said the disenfranchised people of America because he no longer considers himself disenfranchised, yeah. being at his socioeconomic status. But great, great point, Joe. He, um, you know what what he said there was, he needs to let, you know, give them a chance and. Is he gonna? I don't think so. I don't know. I like this is the first time where I'm, you know, I'm semi knowledgeable. In 2004, when we voted Bush in, I kind of knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2008, like you really knew what Obama was trying to push with his campaign. When Donald Trump, I don't know what this man's gonna do. He said he said so many X Y Z things, and then had so many things that way that if he's trying to represent or give someone a chance. I don't know. It could change day to day. He's like, oh, he's a very, he's a wild card, very much so. He's a, yeah, he's Charlie Day from uh, <laughs> from It's Always Sunny, right? Yeah. Wild card, bitches. Yeah, and just like give us a chance. I, you know, how is he gonna do that? I mean, what what does he want? What what does Chappelle want Trump to do? Well, but by give it a chance, what does that mean? Like, does that mean pulling back off of Blue Lives Matter? Does that mean? Um, I mean, stopping the war on drugs, does that mean... Wait, I mean, I don't think pro-cop is anti-black. I don't think pro-black is anti-cop, and unfortunately that's been a lot of the dichotomy, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's one or the other. You can't yeah. you can't be a fan of, of both, yeah. and and, uh, and that's a problem. What does he mean by give the disenfranchised people a chance? I mean, let's put it this way. Dave Chappelle made that monologue before Trump started making his cabinet appointments. Mm-hmm. Okay, so far, and I, I, I don't know everyone, I, the name one in my head right now is Steve Bannon. Okay, Steve Bannon, okay, former, uh, former executive of Breitbart News, uh, a.k.a. the alt-right, uh, who are very ultra-conservative, uh, white supremacist, uh, neo-Nazi views, and, uh, you know, if you, the listener, have any opposition to this, like I said, don't hesitate to reach out to me and we could talk this out like human beings because I have watched a lot of, uh, you know, videos about Breitbart and, you know, with Milo Yiannopoulos and he says that conservatives can't say anything without, without being, uh, you know, without being attacked by liberals and, and the leftist scum like me. So say something, let's talk it out. You know? But just the fact that he's using words like scum and all, all the words that I'm not going to say. Cause not I'm not sure if scum was... was don't, don't quote me on but, it, but, but he definitely words, has... Just the you fact know. that he's like, oh, you know, they're going to come down my, my throat, these insert insult. Just yeah. be like, oh, 
use words that make you seem like you're a professional. Like, yes. he's Dude, I, he sounds so educated. He makes me question my beliefs. <laughs> okay, and he's got a British accent, too. And also a lot of the alt-right, like him, sexy young men right now. Like, you know, the problem is that there's a lot of the media normalizing it. And I'm not the first that, person to say But that's all that you see. That's what they want you to see. That's what the media wants you to see. That's what they want you to see. They don't want you to see the, the fat guy like me with the Trump hat, my gut hanging out. Piling my, Hitler holding your AK-47. My AK-47 in one hand and some pussy in the other and just calling it a great day. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, you know, Trump said that before Trump's... Uh, Trump said that, excuse me. Uh, Chappelle said that before Trump started building his cabinet. And so far, you know, give him a chance means that he's put a white supremacist in. His VP already is historically anti-LGBT. Okay, has signed bills in Indiana saying that uh, businesses can refuse service to gay people based off, quote, religious freedom. And has funded, uh, I believe it's conversion therapy. Is yes. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's also been pro-conversion therapy. Why would I want uh, my tax money going to that? No, right? That's you the know. dumbest thing <laughs> in the world. Uh, and also... Um, he has considered, uh, he's considered, oh, I forgot his name, but I think it was William Jefferson's. Yes. Uh, for attorney general, mm-hmm. if, if, I'm, uh, if well, I'm correct. Attorney, like all the big, like all the big stuff, like he hasn't chosen secretary of state yet. Uh, I read stuff that Romney was an option. Romney, going apparently into he, today. he approached Rick Perry, I think. Rick Perry. He should just oppose Rick James. I mean, like that's. <laughs> With the way we're going, right? Like <laughs> just, why, like why not? Just, just approach um, anyone. Like, and that's. Yeah. I feel like, who knows what's gonna happen. And, and the wall, the woman he's putting in charge of education, Devos. Uh, she, uh, you know, is all against public education. She's all for private schooling and, and Christian schools and things like that. Has never taught in a classroom or anything. Uh, the person who he's who he the has never held office. Well, right. <laughs> so why why should anyone else have experience? Uh, and the person he uh, he's putting in charge of. Um, I believe energy, mm-hmm. uh, which is very vague. I, I don't know the roll off the top of my head, so please feel free to correct me on that. Uh, but uh, you know, they don't believe in climate change. You know, you're you're all about like helping the environment, but you don't so believe in climate change. The Chinese, it's all propaganda by the Chinese, according to President Elect. That is very true. It is a uh, which he never said, but yes, he, he totally, didn't say. He didn't he say. Totally he totally did say. Oh, okay. So yes, that's different. He <laughs> was he was drunk. Someone hacked his Twitter. The Russians hacked his Twitter. <laughs> Made him say stuff about the Chinese and. You think the Russians hacking his Twitter is like he was just like sleeping in bed and then uh, he left his Twitter open so Putin rolled over. No. <laughs> <laughs> or just tweeted this out. It is propaganda projected by Chinese. Tweet. <laughs> Tweet. <laughs> Do you think he sounds a lot like Melania? <laughs> Dude. Do you think when he gets a phone call from either of them, he's like, "Wait, which one is this?" Um, but, Hello, uh, babe. This is this is Melania. Oh shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, you know he said that before Trump started building a cabinet that are full of people that clearly do not have the best interests in mind of these disenfranchised right, folks. I'm gonna give you the the uh, top of question of the day. Go. Who's the Secretary of State right now? Oh shit. Who's the Secretary of Energy right now? Shit, none of these people really do anything. Like they're just name. Like the only people. Me saying "oh shit" means that I actually do not know. (laughs) 
Wait, I, do you know? No, absolutely oh, not. Fuck That's you. why Come I'm on. making the point. Yes. That these, that we're making a big thing about this now because it's topical. And they may not even, and the people that are in those positions right now may not even have our best interests in mind in the first place. Yeah, is that well, what you're saying? I, yeah, I don't know who it is. I, I'd Google, but I don't want to make the clicking sounds on my keyboard and <laughs> explode the microphone here. Well, you know, leave it to the listeners uh, or listeners. Yeah, <laughs> you know, tweet, if you want to Google it and let us know. Tweet at it. Let me know who the Secretary of State is. Give me the Secretary of Energy. Um, definitely, you know, tweet us that because I don't know who it is. And, you know, a lot of people don't know who it is either. And we're just making a big thing about it now because their names are out there. We have to scrutinize everything as America. That's you know, we, we can't, we always focus on the negatives. And that always gets to me like, I, right, you know, great. This is what the thing is. Tell me something good this guy's done. Like, give me something. That's, give me some ray of hope. Give and, me something to believe in. Like, and the only, I hate to bring it back to sports, but I'm like, that's the only thing I can relate it to. Like, anytime one of my teams make a move, they go, oh, we just gave this guy $35 million for seven years, and, and you know, he's he's played 18 games this year, and he has one goal. And I was like, all right, well, tell me something good he's done. Oh, well, you know, he's great in the locker room. He, you know, he passes the puck well. He does this well. I was like, great. Like, he's a team player. You yeah, know, like, anything. Give, me, give me something. Give me something, please. You know, and that yeah, that's that's a good call, and it can't be that Steve Bannon, you know, wants to get rid of the Jewish Zionist media. That's you know, give a, I mean, give me give me something like just say, hey, this guy's like puppies. Great, I like puppies too. Let's, common ground right there. Let's let's, talk. let's get a pupperino thing going on. Let's flood Central Park with puppies. Let's just have a good day. <gasps> oh Everyone God. we can cuddle with all of the puppies. It'll be a good time, and then we can get people jobs by cleaning up all the poop. Oh, wow, dude. We'll hire the homeless people in New York City yep, to gone. clean up the poop. Okay. Well, I mean, isn't also, that a little degrading? Like, just making them clean up poop? I mean, I don't know. Last time we saw a homeless person in New York City, but not it's poop. kind of a degrading, <laughs> it's kind of a degrading I mean, situation yeah, just, as it is. I mean, like, yeah, you, you know, know, we talk about all these guys that all, you know... They did bad things. They have these opinions. Give, give me something. I'll, I mean, say, I'll say something good. And it's a little scary, though. Scary good. I like scary good. Mike Pence. Yeah. With the whole Hamilton situation. Yeah. Talk about that another time. Yeah, we can talk about it another time, but his response. Well, one, his appearance at Hamilton, which is notably a very diverse show. Okay, it's notably uh, meant to make. The casting is done on purpose to make sure that it's all people of color. Seeing that and show is also a status symbol, though. Of, well, yes, of course. It's a. Just that. I mean, how many how many normal people do you know that have seen Hamilton? Like, how many people are you? I mean, how many of your friends have seen Hamilton? Two, I don't, three? No, I don't really. How two, many? Three. Ce- that's all the friends I have. Bro. <laughs> how many? How many celebrities have seen Hamilton? Every celebrity has seen Hamilton. Lot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, when when they asked him, okay, now let's look at Trump's thing. He said, Trump said, all right, the cast of Hamilton is terrible. The play is overrated. Whatever, yeah, um, uh, you know, and and that they owe him an apology. Mike Pence told his children, or at least he said, on air that he told his children, these people booing this is the sound of freedom. Now, whether or not you agree with his views, and this could be a good thing, this could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. He is very smart politically. Okay, that is that is the per- and and there's a a lot of people saying there's a good trans- chance of Trump getting impeached because of all the different he has conflicts of interest he has lots of you know he he has a court case coming up and everything and who would let leave in power Mike Pence and he knows how to be a politician 
But isn't that isn't that the whole reason we voted in Trump or not we but the United States? Because we don't want a politician. Guess what? It's the same same reason we want Bernie Sanders, even though he's been a politician for fifty years. You know, like it's um, just. I mean, I. He know, knows how to play the game, which is fine. It's just, I, I, it goes back to the, I feel like the same thing with Trump, and I feel like I'd say the same thing about when Obama went in. You know, we talk about like, oh, George Bush goes like, oh, you haven't seen the aliens yet. You know, like <laughs> I felt the same way about that when Obama went into power, but he had Biden, and I feel like that was something that made me feel a little better about the situation. Was Biden was an old dude? Well, Biden was an older dude who was in politics longer, kind of knew the game, kind of knew how Capitol Hill worked. All that stuff worked. <laughs> now you got a man who, you know, in in Donald Trump, outside of the whole time, he's, you know, he thinks he's going to, you know, dictator his ship. Everything's going to run how I do. And then there's Mike Pence, who's kind of just like, mm, you know, I, I know how the game works. I'm going to, you know, can he play Donald Trump to get the agenda he wants? And can Donald Trump play the, the Republican Party to the agenda he wants? How into Star Wars are you? I've seen the movies. Are you aware of the rule of two? Everything happens in two? The rule of two states that when it comes to uh, Sith apprenticeships, Mm -hmm. there can never be any more than two. Mm -hmm. So, Emperor Palpatine, Mm -hmm. he had Darth Maul. Darth Maul got killed. And then he had Anakin. Okay, he also had Count Dooku at one point who he talked Anakin into killing. Okay, and behind all of this, it was always Palpatine. Who was the one who who was running everything? You know, you had Anakin, and then Anakin became Vader and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, that's that's kind of what you're saying is that Trump is he's the figurehead, but he's merely the apprentice. When everyone was scared of the Empire, they were scared of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. not but Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. Darth Sidious was the one that was running things behind the behind the curtain. You know. Um, just lastly, I saw that at the end of it, you know, Chappelle almost, he obviously, he did it on purpose, I think. He said, we got a great show tonight. Like, Throwing you know, it back to Chappelle. Yeah, bringing it back because, you know, you got to break into the shtick after that. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't, he was put there to make people laugh. He wasn't put there to, to be like, hey guys, this is the reality. This is what's happening. Nah, that's what everyone was yeah. there for. But how do, you not, how do you not talk about it? Everyone, everyone was there to hear what Chappelle had to say about politics. Everyone was there. Everyone was there for that, and everyone wanted to see if he was going to bring the characters back from the Chappelle show. Those are the two things everyone saw. I don't think anyone expected the skit with uh, him and Chris Rock. I thought that oh, was yes. a really good that skit. Awesome. I didn't expect Chris Rock to show up. Uh, I thought that was an amazing skit. I only saw that in the Negan sketch. I didn't. I didn't stay to watch everything. So. There wasn't a lot. It was uh, they cold open with um, Hallelujah, mm-hmm. the the cast member that that has been McKinnon, pl- who yep. I believe is underrated. I enjoy her quite a bit. Uh, yeah, she's been portraying Hillary Clinton yes. uh, through the whole SNL election run for people that have been paying attention uh, to mm-hmm. SNL. Uh, she opened with uh, a lovely rendition of Hallelujah on the piano, and then they uh, that was the cold open. Then Chappelle came out, uh, and then there wasn't that much. He did he had a twelve minute monologue. That's one of the longest monologues. Yes. Um, uh, and then speaking, I don't know if we um, talk about this, but. Um, a Tribe Called Quest also had their... I don't know if you watched the, right. the audio... Um, not the audio, the musical portion of it. Uh, they had a very good uh, show that they put on as well. They had they had, two, um, they had two musical portions, and then they did that, and they did the Negan skit, so there wasn't a lot of... Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, two. I'm surprised they had two musicals. But, uh, 
Yeah, so so I saw all the important stuff is what you're trying to tell yeah. me. Yeah. Um, okay. Again, as I said, need need more Chappelle. Hopefully the three Netflix things aren't him being bad. Yeah, I mean hopefully the uh you know, so I if, think I think yeah. I think Chappelle put a good tone for what media should be doing covering especially satire should be doing covering the election coming up into president elect taking over he had yeah. a, he had a very good tone he was very funny he had Vin, a Vin diesel <laughs> cut it out cut uh, it out sorry you know how uh, Vinny gets yeah he had a you know he was very good he was very calm he had if you want to say he had a subtle call to action i guess in the way he dressed and his uh, mannerisms mm-hmm. And everything that he did, but in the end, he he said, "Give a chance, you know, give a chance, give us a chance. Let's try to work this out." And that's you know, that's what we need from media, entertainment, and everything pop culture coming on. Is people you know needing a chance? We don't need every celebrity saying they're moving to Canada, moving to you know anywhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think he was the perfect person to put in that spot. And this is this is why we had a whole. This is why I wanted to have a whole show about it, but just of how amazing it was and how the whole moment came up and him coming back to TV and him just and what a time to do it. Yeah, too. I mean, he, uh, you know, he's been doing stand up. You already said that, but yeah. but for him to come back, you know, with this force and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think it was in this moment. Yes, I, the mo- I feel like the moment wouldn't be as big if it was the the week after. If it was the week of the nineteenth or the week. After that, I think or everything the week before. Yeah, everything was so good, and even he even had the Negan skit be politic, like be pop culture, like yes, boom, like hey, this well, it just was, happened. It was also political too, yeah. though, because when he when he knocked off Tyrone Bigham's head at the end of it, you know, he said, "I am everyone, I am America," you know, and they superimposed his face on all these different figures and you know speakers and stuff like that. I am all of you, um, which you know. I could always delve into that too much too, but really, you know, it just means. Yeah. Guess what? It may not be you that someone's coming for right now, mm-hmm. but it could be. Yeah. You know, and that you know is. I believe it was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. Oh boy, I shouldn't try to quote him when I don't have it correctly. So uh, but I believe say he bad said stuff on the internet. No, that's <laughs> exactly what he said. No, <laughs> uh, I believe he said that. Um, that, that an injustice somewhere is a... An injustice to one is an injustice to all or something like that. Yeah, he said something along those lines. Once again, feel free to correct me on that as well. It had the word uh, injustice in it, and one and many were in there too. Yes. Uh, you know, and the, the whole point is that, guess what? You may not be the person they're coming after now, but stand up for them. Because long and short of it is, they're human. And you're human too. And, you know, I've seen it with a lot of my friends. I have one friend on Facebook who always talks about racist-related stuff because he's black, and whenever he sees something racist happening in the media, he's upset about it. And yet, whenever he sees people freaking out over something sexist that's happening, he doesn't acknowledge it. And he'll outright be like, oh, people are just looking for a reason to be offended nowadays. And it's like, bro, like <laughs> this, this, this person's strife as a woman isn't that much different than your strife as a black person. It is different, but when the two of you stand together, look what can happen. You know, or the strife when, you know, oh, when, oh, black people are looking for rights. And Macklemore once said, listen, these aren't just gay rights. Did I say black people or did I say gay people? Black. Gay okay. people, excuse me, are looking for rights. And Macklemore said, uh, oh, listen, you know, these aren't just, you know, uh, gay rights. They're human rights. And I knew black people who said, yeah, but, you know, 
listen, things aren't as tough as they were for black people. Like, guess what? The whole point is stand together, motherfuckers. Okay, <laughs> put that on a bumper sticker. Uh, you know, because I'm really I'm I'm in none of these groups, but I will do my best to stand with all these people because guess what? I know people who are. The last thing, you know, you and I both had the same friend who is Muslim. You know, the last thing I want is for that friend uh, to be to be persecuted against because of... The way he looks? Yeah, and, yeah, because of the way he looks. And, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a shame that we even have to think that that can happen, but it can happen. And guess what? People are saying, oh, it's all Trump's fault. It's not 100% his fault. People are out there that want to do bad things, that want to do hateful things, and they are, they're just looking for an excuse to do it. You know, so whether or not you think that he's the excuse uh, to do it, it, you know, these people are, are, are still out there and it's, and, you know, you don't have to go out and be full social justice warrior, Yeah. you know, because you're not going to change minds like that. You'll never change minds by attacking people, but you can change minds by educating people. Yep. If you provide me facts that make me see things a different way. My girlfriend's father's a big hunter. I was very anti-hunting. He says, yeah, you don't know how much of that money that goes into guns and ammo and hunting permits actually goes to uh, restoring wildlife and preservation and everything. And that there's actually a lot of laws to hunting. There's a lot of rules. Oh, yeah. there's... You're not allowed to just run it with an AK-47 and kill 17 deer in a day. You know, there's, there's yeah. a lot of rules about the kind of bait you can use, the kind of weapons you can use. There's, there's so much. Yeah. Hunting's a whole different thing, but, you know. Uh, do you have anything to say before I close out, Joseph? Uh, no, just thank you for having me here uh, today. Oh, and uh, you know, thank you, uh, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, so, I want to send out some other thank yous, just shout outs to other podcasts that I've been listening to for some time, and uh, they they kind of were also the catalyst for this, and they really helped helped me uh, create a, an idea and a structure as to to what kind of podcast I would like to run. Um, uh, so the first one is uh, We Are Citizen Radio, hosted by Jamie Kilstein and Allison Kilkenny. Uh, they have been hosting this podcast for years, and it's it's a political podcast, also a comedy podcast, and uh, they you know they're a little more left leaning in their views, uh, but you know it's really important right now to support independent media, and uh, and definitely worth giving a listen to. They are the ones I listen to every single morning that they're available as soon as I wake up. Next one is Fat Man on Batman, hosted by Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. Uh, that is kind of the pop culture part of it. They talk a lot about Batman and also comic books and movies and everything in general. And it's just a, a great plethora of, of nerd culture to, to sink your teeth into it. That's what you're into. My goal is to kind of be a combination of Fat Man and a combination of Citizen Radio. Uh, talk about the things that I love, but also talk about why they're important and why I love them. I definitely give Fat Man on Batman a listen. It's it's great. It's very funny. Uh, and... Uh, and you know, if you, if you love nerds, uh, nerd culture, anything, comic books, movies, whatever it is, they're great to listen to. Smash Fiction is another great one I picked up recently, hosted by Miles Schneiderman, Colin Mulcairn, Kit Mulcairn, Dan Mulcairn, Liz Logan, and Megan Bob, as of uh, recently. Uh, the podcast uh, pits fictional characters against each other in contests of wits or, or, or fighting or, or charisma or whatever it is. And it's a debate-style podcast where they actually uh, have to come up with... Uh, you know, whole arguments as to why certain characters would win. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Really yeah, they've done like a Batman versus Doctor Doom. Uh, they did a four-way uh, archery contest between Legolas, um, uh, Marita, I believe her name is, the girl from Brave, the mm -hmm. Disney movie. Um, Robin Hood, also from Disney. Uh, like the Fox, yeah. Robin Hood, and Hawkeye. 
about Katniss from Hunger Games. She ain't gonna be in that. Katniss did an episode with Jon Snow, oh, okay. and which they were both put into X Men's Savage Land. <laughs> it was it was completely out of left field, and it, it's really fun to listen to, and it's it's a great debate style. Uh, it's really fun, and like, uh, you know, you'll go back and forth, being like, oh, I could see why that person would win, or no, I could see why this person would win. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun for me as well. Uh, also, unspoiled. I've been following their Dark Tower podcast because I just read that book series this last year. Still and uh, it. Uh, Yeah, you're still reading it. Um, hosted by Natasha Winters and also Miles Schneiderman. Uh, so thank you very much for hosting that podcast. It's been a lot of fun for me. And they've been going through the series you know, from book one. Yeah. I just finished book seven. So it's cool to go back and see their different takes on things. And it's kind of like us where they take those things and see... They, they don't do it on purpose, but they see what political or social implications they might have based on whatever situations characters are put into. Um, also, How Did This Get Made has been one of my favorite ones. Uh, you know, I'm on the road a lot for work, so just I love listening to a lot of these podcasts. How Did This Get Made is hosted by Paul Shear, uh, Jason Manzukis, they're both from The League, and uh, June Diane Rayfield. Uh, and they do have a lot of different guest stars. One of the recent ones they did actually had Robert Kirkman uh, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Uh, and uh, basically they go through a bunch of different movies and, and just, <laughs> they, they shit on the movies. Uh, you know, they, you know, they make fun of them where there's stuff to make fun of, but it's, it's really in, in such a lighthearted uh, way, and it's so much fun to listen to and see what jokes they come up with and everything. Um, you know, and it's, it's a really fun time. Uh, recently I started listening to My Dad Wrote a Porno, um, in which uh, Jamie and his friends, they all read uh, the book that his father wrote. Uh, which is an erotica novel. And the thing is, it is, uh, it's gained such a cult following because the book, and they just read out chapter by chapter every week, and uh, I don't want to say it's poorly written, <laughs> but it's definitely not written well. <laughs> and uh, now they've had certain guests like Daisy Ridley, who was in the last Star Wars movie, yes. Force Awakens, she played Rey. She was on an episode uh, calling in to talk about it. Elijah Wood, uh, Frodo, he was also in Wilfred. Um, you know, he, he's a huge fan of the show, so it's, it's gained quite the following and I laugh my ass off listening to it. Uh, my dad wrote a porno, definitely give it a listen. And uh, also Brian, I neglected to find out his last name, but I've been listening to his podcast, which is called podcast dojo. It's a podcast about making a podcast. Uh, he's given a lot of really, uh, really great tips, uh, you know, and things to consider when it comes to hosting a podcast. Uh, like he probably would have said that I've gone on way too long with this one. So I'm going to cut in half. Yeah. We, yeah, we're definitely going to. Yeah, we're definitely going to cut it up. Uh, but, you know, I didn't I didn't think that we'd be able to cover a full episode talking about an 11-minute, 37-second monologue. But well, we also touched on a little bit of the skits, holy too. Holy shit. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, which is why I wanted to talk about it. It was so good. Yeah. Um, so thank you to all of those different podcasts. And uh, also to the Billy J Show. Uh, Billy J is one of my favorite uh, adult film actresses. She's awesome. And uh, recently I listened to her her podcast that she does with, uh, with her husband, Matt. And... Uh, and it was pretty cool. And give it a listen. They talk about a lot of really weird stuff. They talk about some political stuff. They talk about they talked about witchcraft and that if you are going to be using certain spells and calling on demons, you need you need 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 to to proof yourself against being possessed and stuff like that. Okay, you know you have to be able to know about the spells you're using. It was great. I don't, I'm not a huge. I'm not into about being a cop. You gotta know how to handle the situation. Yeah. Oh, right. 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 Exactly like that. <laughs> you know, you can't just go into spell casting and hosting. Uh, Exorcisms what, 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 and around, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, Bailey J show is also great, and um, you know, this is a you know a, a a public service announcement. Guess what? Porn stars are people too. It turns out, 
And, uh, you know, that, so that was great just to get to listen to her talk about anything, you know, well, not just seeing her in a scene because, you know, it's, 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 it's fun to get to know people. And especially if you've seen all these other people from the different podcasts I was talking about, uh, you know, Jason Manzukis and Paul Shear are both in the league to see them or hear them rather in a podcast about, you know, just talking about anything, you know, or Jamie Kilstein, you know, we've seen him a bunch of times in New York doing his shows and music. He just moved to California. So... We won't be seeing him for a little while, but, you know, he does stand-up, he does music, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, he's an all-around entertainer. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, give these things a listen, and uh, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. I know that we went on for a bit, we're definitely going to try and cut it up, uh, and, uh, we, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to episode one. Yes, and definitely uh, tweet, email, like, stuff we could do. I know we super, like, just really set this up, because I know Mike wanted to get this out, yeah. And we're still fiddling with equipment and making sure you can't hear Vin Diesel in the background. <laughs> and my, Speed um, racing around. My, my snake here, that went off a couple times. So we actually had to cut the podcast out a little bit. But um, we're working on it. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, we just got GarageBand and another software we're trying to use. Oh, geez. If you have any suggestions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us as far as software or hardware. Uh is concerned and also topics too yeah topics um, you know we we do have some ideas uh you know coming down the line of different movies and shows we're going to talk about on different themes within them but you know if you've seen something or read something or heard something that you would really like to hear us talk about or you have any uh you know or, or, or you would like to give us some ideas of different themes and then maybe we can find those themes in different movies and stuff yes. please reach out to us we're welcome to it and i can't say this enough if you have differing opinions let us know. Okay, let's get a dialogue on. Let's talk about it. Uh, you know, all, all I ask is that you be civil and, uh, you know, give us a chance to defend ourselves. And, you know, we'll, we'll do the same. And I think that we can all learn together. And that's really the, the whole point. Uh, anything else, Joe? Nope, that's it for me. Excellent. Thank you very much for being on the show with me today, Joe. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, this is Mike Booch signing off from Politipop. Have a great day.